welcome to the Meg and Maggie podcast, where we blend the worlds of physical and mental health to bring you conversations of overall wellness. I'm Meg, one of your hosts. And I'm Maggie. You'll find us having conversations about a wide variety of topics, from how much water you need in a day to how we navigate anxious seasons and everything in between. We are so happy you're here with us and we hope you enjoy. Love, Meg. And Maggie. Hi guys, welcome back. Today is episode 29. Um, we are so excited because today is a little unique for us. Maggie, I feel like we haven't t- like covered something so um, in depth and such a like sciencey term before. I don't know. I'm really excited about today's episode. Today we're talking about um, circadian rhythms and infraradian rhythms. Um, I recently have just like dove into learning a little bit more about uh, specifically circadian rhythms for me, honestly, but Maggie's going to give us like a brief um, overview about which what each one means, why they're important, how they work um, in relation to our body and environment and surroundings and all that kind of stuff. So Maggie, can you give us a little overview before we jump into this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. So today we are talking about, like Meg said, the difference between circadian rhythms and infradian rhythms. So most of you probably have never heard that second term infradian rhythms before. Um, it, like Meg said, it's something that's new to her. It's pretty new to me over the last couple of years as well. Um, and it's honestly pretty, it's not new to research, but it's becoming more popular in women's health these days. Um, so first I'll give like a little overview of what the two are. So first circadian rhythm, most people, have heard of this, right? This is our 24 hour rhythm. So this is every day. Um, we, you know, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, we wake up, we go to sleep, right? The circadian rhythm is the rhythm that happens every single day. So it resets every 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the infradian rhythm is going to be a longer rhythm. So one example that we can think of is like our menstrual cycle, right? It's 28 to 35 ish days. Um, and it's a longer cycle. So it doesn't reset every day. Every day is not the same, right? So every day looks different within this cycle, but the cycle does repeat. Another thing that's an infradian rhythm could be like the moon cycle, right? Mm, And our menstrual cycles and the moon cycles, they often go together. Um, because they are that similar type of cycle, right? So we have the circadian, which is that every day resets every 24 hours. And then we have infradian, which is a longer rhythm, um, with different, like longer components. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does repeat, but it takes more time to do so. Mm, I, that's really interesting. I had never heard it. I've only heard infraradian referred to as the menstrual cycle. I haven't learned about it in any other way. Um, but that's really interesting how that works. I love, I think it's probably like the type A in me that likes the thought of the cycle and how everything kind of like, you know, has a reason and a rhyme or reason as to how it goes. Um, So that's really interesting. I'm mostly interested in circadian rhythms for the sense of sleep patterns. Mm -hmm. What is something that you are like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But like, it's also really important for this. Like, is there something that jumps out at you? Hmm, For circadian rhythms? Well, 
here's where I talk about it most, right? Is we want to think of circadian rhythms for men and infradian mm. rhythms for women. And that does not mean that we don't have circadian rhythms. We absolutely 100% do, right? But when it comes to most things in the female body, we want to go to that infradian rhythm. However, sleep is definitely one that does, um, you know, obviously go on that circadian rhythm because we have to do it every day for some reason. No one really knows why, but we have to do it every day. Um, let me think other things that really go on the circadian rhythm, um, in terms of like meal timing, I would say mm-hmm. circadian rhythm, right. Not necessarily what we eat, but when, um, and that has a lot to do. I found with my sleep personally, mm, absolutely. Like, a, like I have definitely noticed the difference. Like if I have a snack late at night versus if I don't eat past dinner time, like I notice a big difference in my sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And then if we don't sleep well, we tend to eat more Mm -hmm. and more frequently and like less nutritious foods throughout the day. So those things definitely go together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk about a vicious cycle, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And the circadian rhythm is mostly, it's the one that we talk about the most, right? And we all think that we are going to magically change our lives by getting in tune with our circadian rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're a guy listening to this, it will. Um, But if you are a woman listening to this with a menstrual cycle, Um, let me actually rephrase that. So if you have a menstrual cycle, we want to focus more on the infradian rhythm. And if you don't, then we can focus more on the circadian rhythm. I think that for me, I think because it's a, because I'm not like an expert in this, we've covered it briefly, um, over like the course of my degree and stuff like that, but no one really ever went into detail on circadian rhythms or infraradian rhythms. So I feel like I'm kind of a newbie, probably like a lot of the listeners, um, who are listening and I'm in no way an expert, but for me, the way that I really like to focus on both of these topics now is kind of like an empowering, um, piece of knowledge to know that sometimes things are happening that are outside of our control and they're happening for a reason. So for example, before I really knew much about my cycle at all, my menstrual cycle, um, I used to feel crazy half of the month. Like I would feel like, what is wrong with me? What is happening? Like there is something I'm super hungry. I'm tired, but then I'm like super bubbly and back to normal. And I kind of felt like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's obviously like specifically for me, some people feel that, you know, they don't feel it like that. And then some people feel that. And then some like mm-hmm. their cycle really plays a role in their life. Um, so for me, I guess what I really want to like unpack Maggie, if it's okay with you, starting with circadian rhythm, what is a way that we can utilize this knowledge that we know, right? We know that it's a 24 hour clock that resets, things like that. What are some things that you think we can do? I know what I'm starting to do. What are some things that you do to kind of like, what's the word, embellish this idea? Like, how do we kick this up a notch? I guess. Yeah, like really use it to our advantage. Yes, exactly. Like take yeah. advantage of this piece of information that we have. Yeah. Uh, great question. I love what you said about it being empowering to learn about these things, right? Cause the more that we know about ourselves and about our bodies and, um, the way that they're supposed to work and the way that they do work and maybe mm-hmm. how things are different for us. Right. Um, it is just so empowering and we're able to make decisions that really serve us. Right. Which is so important. Yeah. Um, and I love the idea of getting to know things about 
ourselves more. So that way we can, you know, continue, continue to optimize our humanness. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's usually about performance, but um, there's just so many things that come along with getting to know parts of us, including our circadian rhythm. Right. Um, so for me, the big thing that we touched on already um, when it comes to optimizing a circadian rhythm for me is sleep. Mm. Um, I now that this doesn't mean that I'm perfect with it. Right. But it's the biggest, it has the biggest impact on my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I am consistent with my, mostly my bedtime, um, my wake time does vary, but mostly my bedtime, I feel so much better. Right. I just, Mm -hmm. everything feels a little bit more in control. I feel like I'm able to be proactive instead of reactive throughout the day. Um, when I'm not like staying up super late. And then I don't know if you experience this, but I definitely experience this where if I stay up and it's like midnight time, I get this like burst of energy Mm. and then I can't go to sleep. Right. Because that's part of the circadian rhythm. Right. So for me, it's best for me to go to sleep between like nine and 11. That's like Mm -hmm. the best time for me. Usually it's around 1030, but if I'm up after that, I really get all messed up, right? Because then I get this burst of energy and I can't fall asleep and then I sleep in late and then I eat crappy food and then I can't fall asleep and it's like, it keeps repeating, right? (laughs) Who can relate? Someone who's listening, tell us you could relate. We know you can. Yeah. So that is the um, biggest thing for me personally, when it comes to my circadian rhythm is making sure that, well, you know, obviously, like I said, trying my best, I'm not perfect at this. Um, but I feel my best when I go to sleep at a consistent time every night. Mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said for that. It sounds so simple, but that's actually, again, here we go. Complimenting ourselves again, or me complimenting (laughs) us again. Um, I think that's one of the best things that we talk about often is how we really like to utilize simple, free, easy things into our lives to try and optimize this life that we have. Um, For me, something that I'm actually testing out literally in the past few days, you know, I have raved about my like sunrise alarm clock and no one hear me wrong. I still love it. I still think it's wonderful. Um, (laughs) But I was falling into a little bit of a pattern of sleeping in later than I usually do. Or even if I wasn't sleeping in later, I was having a harder time waking up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. like I usually do. I was like waking up still really tired and like wanting to go back to sleep and just not like popping out of bed like I typically, you know, enjoy doing. And so something that I've been doing recently, which is really interesting, and I'm kind of doing a little mini experiment. um, I have like blackout shades in my room, which are usually really fantastic for falling asleep, but I'm noticing that they're not really fantastic for waking up. So what I've been doing is once I go into my bedroom, like once I'm done reading and, you know, all those kinds of things, I have been like opening up my shades before bed now because it's staying, we live in New York. So it's staying, um, or I shouldn't say it's staying, it's getting darker earlier. Right. <laughs> so by the time I'm going to bed now, it's pretty much dark. So I've been trying just for the past few days and we can kind of like, you know, I don't know. I think there's something to it. And I really am like experiencing it. I've been leaving my shades open at night Mm -hmm. and naturally I've been waking up a lot earlier again, even when I don't need to. So even this past weekend, Labor Day weekend, I was like, I could sleep in. Um, but I was testing it out with the shades and I found that I was up at five, five 30, six, like ready to go. 
Yeah. Cause that sun is starting to come in. It's starting mm-hmm. to get light out and then your body's in that rhythm, right? If you go to sleep at the, an appropriate time for you, yeah. then you'll wake up once your body has gone mm-hmm. through all those REM sleep cycles and then you're ready to go. Yes. And, and I, a lot of times my little artificial sunrise alarm clock was giving me the same effect, but it's not in the same way. Right. It's very interesting. Um, so that's something I'm really like curious about lately. And I think it has something to do with the circadian rhythms being back in, um, like the right uh, motion for me at least. Yep. Yeah. And absolutely. I think it's such a simple, quick fix, but it's really helping me. Yeah. Sun in the morning is so important when it comes to the circadian rhythm, it does so many things. So when we're talking about circadian rhythm, there's so many things within our bodies that are going on, right? So mm-hmm. you have different hormone levels at different times of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to, you know, cortisol or serotonin or ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, right? All of these hormones are rising and falling throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we are doing things to get ourselves out of that rhythm, that's when all of those hormones are very confused. Right. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, what do I do now? Maybe I should be hungry. Maybe I should be tired. I don't know. You know what I mean? So your body's like, it'll get into its own rhythm. That is not the best one for Mm -hmm. us. Right. So doing things like, just like you said, um, having sun on your body first thing Mm -hmm. in the morning is so powerful for helping your body get into that proper circadian rhythm. Right. So the one thing, like you said, the sun coming in your window, whether it's like bright or not, you know, it's just like day is beginning. Um, it helps you wake up. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if we can actually get outside and not have that light come in through a window after that, it'll help wake you up even more. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that for people, one of the worst feelings, at least for me, and I'm sure some can relate. I hate waking up after getting a full eight hours of sleep and still being tired. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than that feeling. You feel so sluggish. And I at least sometimes will still even like give myself negative self-talk where I'm like, oh, why am I so lazy? Why am I so tired? What is wrong with me? Like I can still go down that spiral and I do um and it's interesting that when I literally have been leaving my blinds open I'm starting to get in that routine one thing that I've noticed too and I think is really like kind of funny and quirky but I wonder if there's anything to it well I notice that when my like eating pattern is kind of off usually in my luteal phase my like eating routine is pretty normal not that I make it like normal I don't force mm-hmm. myself to eat at any certain time or anything but I find that I have a natural rhythm to how I eat most of the month. And then the week before my period, it just gets all like out of whack. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really interesting. And one thing that I've noticed, I've really been starting to be mindful of it because I'm getting really, really curious about my cycle specifically. And I think we're going to do a whole like segment related to it because I think it's important for women to know um, about what's going on in their body and why certain things might be happening so that you don't have negative self thoughts of, am I crazy? What's wrong with me? Why am I so hormonal? You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's empowering to know that things really are going on inside of our bodies. So for example, lately, um, I'm in my luteal phase currently, not to be too much information, but it's the truth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And um, it's interesting. I never really get up in the middle of the night and randomly sometimes in my luteal phase, I'll get up and go get just like a spoonful of ice cream. Hmm. Very random or a snack or like Mm -hmm. something like in the middle of the night. It's the weirdest thing. And I know people talk about like midnight snacking and like whatever, like that's cool. But like, I, I just don't, the last thing I want to do in the middle of the night is get up and go and do anything. Right. But (laughs) during this phase I do. Yeah. It's because you're hungry. 
Yeah, and it's just interesting. So I know that doesn't have a ton to do with circadian rhythms, but it definitely does with infraradian rhythms, yes. um, I'm sure. And yeah, I think these are really interesting like tidbits of information. And the more I learn, um, especially from you, Maggie, the more I learn, the more comfortable I'm becoming like with myself, if that mm, makes sense. I love that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The one thing that you said about, um, not forcing yourself to have a regular eating pattern, but you feel like you just naturally do. That's mm-hmm. a really good sign, right. That you have a healthy circadian rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. so that is something, of course, if we don't right? for me, my circadian rhythm was messed up for a really long time. Um, we have to take intentional action to put it back into play, right? Maybe for Mm -hmm. a while, you do have to be intentional with what times you eat food. You have to be intentional with what time Mm -hmm. you go to bed. You have to be intentional with what time you wake up, right? Um, But eventually your body's going to get into that rhythm and you're going to be like, wow, I'm tired. Wow. I'm I'm awake. I'm hungry, you know, and then you'll do that same thing over and over. And it's a really helpful um, piece of information to have in the back of your mind to know why certain things may feel certain ways. So for example, I know that most days, like we've talked about on this podcast, I don't get hungry until 11, 12 o'clock naturally. Like it's just how I am during my luteal phase. My stomach is starting to growl by 830. Mm -hmm. So I have to be more intentional by making sure that I have a breakfast or a shake or something ready to go for me um, because I don't like that feeling like I don't want. And then it throws the rest of my day off because I feel like I'm catching up Mm -hmm. On trying to eat more. And it's just really interesting. And knowing all of this information really helps to um, plan ahead so that you're not in those situations. Yeah, absolutely. And this goes into that infradian rhythm, right? So I feel like we should move on yeah, to yeah, talk absolutely. about that one. Um, but so let's specifically talk about the menstrual cycle sure. um, and women, like for women. Um, as the infradian example that we use, right? Cause this Absolutely. is what impacts us the most, but like you just said, so I've mentioned this before on here. And like Meg said, we're going to do a entire series about each phase of the menstrual cycle, um, because it's just so fascinating and everyone needs mm-hmm. to know. But, Absolutely. Um, so during your luteal phase, like Meg said, our, um, metabolism ramps up right? So we burn more calories. You're going to burn a couple hundred more calories per day, just naturally during this phase before you get your period. But that means that we need to eat more food, right? We can't just, um, starve our bodies during this time because then your body's going to get angry and it's going to go into fat storage mode, right? So Mm. you'd be like, I need food and you're not feeding me, right? So what are we going to do? We're just going to hold on to things here. We're not going to let it go. Um, so that's like, that's not surprising to me. Like you said, you have, you're like hungry at night, right? Because it is normal. Say you're doing the same thing. You eat the same thing every day of the month. And I'm not saying you do this, but, um, say you eat the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day of the month. Well, during that phase, during the luteal phase, you need to eat more. So it's not surprising to me that you'd be hungry. Right. So like Mm -hmm. you said, these are things that when we learn about them and we know that, okay, during my follicular phase, which is right after your period. And during my ovulatory phase, I can eat lighter foods. I don't need as much food. I have a lot of energy. I can do a HIIT workout. I can, you know, I'm on top of the world. And then luteal phase, menstrual phase, you are more hungry. You are moving a little bit less, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you do continue to go in the same way you did the two weeks prior, you feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we are like, 
why, like you just said, right? Like, why I'm so lazy. I can't do this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, actually you're just in a different phase of your cycle. And two mm-hmm. weeks from now, you're going to be back on that on top of the world. I can run a marathon feeling. That's really, oh my gosh, you broke that down beautifully because I always thought I gave myself a little bit of like slack with um, like my menstrual phase, like the actual week of my period. I was like, I have my period. I can just kind of chill out, but I forget all about the luteal. And I would actually argue that a lot of times for me personally, I feel worse and I have less energy during my luteal phase than my actual week of my period, which is I, really interesting. Yep. And no one really talks about that a ton. We talk about our periods all the time and oh, my period, I don't feel well. I can't do this. I can't work out. I can't like all these things we give ourselves grace for, but I'm finding that my luteal phase is the one where I'm like, no one talked to me. I can't do this. I, everything sucks. Everything's awful. I'm hungry. Like it's a hot (laughs) mess express during these weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be a little bit different for everyone, right? For me, I agree with you. That is definitely a harder time for me too. And I find that when I do a good job of taking care of myself during my luteal phase, Mm -hmm. my period goes better, right? I Mm. have less symptoms because I didn't just like push it and do the extra hit class and Mm -hmm. do the extra run and not feed myself the warm foods and, you know, eat the salad. Like if I force myself to do those things during my luteal phase, my period is horrific, right? But if I allow my body to slow down and shift into more like lower intensity exercise, which could be like strength training or um, something where your heart rate is not spiking and then dropping Mm -hmm. back and forth, right? We want more consistency. Um, And I shift into more denser foods and I shift into less sporadic tasks throughout the day and more like deep work sessions my period is much better and I'm able to give myself those one or two days of rest and then I'm good to go, right? But when I force myself to do the same things I would do during my ovulatory phase, which would be like the run or the hit workout or the salad or the five appointments in one day, right? Mm-hmm. If I force myself to continue to do those things, my period is terrible. It's really, I'm so happy you shared that. That was like a personal experience that I think can apply. Um, It's registering with me. So I'm sure it's going to register with many others. That's a very interesting um, thought that I am still, and I know we've come a long way, I think, since I've been in school, like middle school health class days, if we think back to that. But um, I'm like, so why didn't I learn the ins and outs of my body in that way? Sure. Like I knew that we had a cycle, but I actually do not believe that I learned at least and listen, nobody come for me. I don't remember my middle school days perfectly, but I think that it's something that I just think as a society, it's something that should be taught to girls specifically young. Yes. To get really comfortable and familiar with our bodies because I am now in my mid twenties playing catch up, trying to learn what all of this means because I'm just now becoming self-aware of it. Yep. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And like you said, right, we're not trying to go after anyone or anything like that. And we're doing the best we can now because we're learning all this information. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, it needs to be shared and it needs to be taught. And like we said, with the circadian rhythm, knowing these things is so empowering, right? Mm -hmm. Because in, in middle school, when we were learning about, you know, our periods and things like that, it was this, oh, your period is horrible. It's terrible. It's going to hurt and no one likes it and all this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
that's just, that's not the way that it's supposed to be. Um, yes. first of all, we're not supposed to have any symptoms with our period. Obviously most of us do because of the world that we live in and the lack of knowing how to take care of ourselves. Right. So the more we can learn, the better our period can be symptom wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but also then we're able to tap into our abilities throughout the month, right. We're able to stay at a healthier weight. We're able to cycle through our foods to make us feel really good. We're able mm-hmm. to do work work in a different way. Right. I've started mm-hmm. to, um, do my work in relation to my infradian rhythm and it's incredible, right? Like, so during, and we're going to break this all down, um, in future episodes and go into a lot more depth, but just as an example, so during your menstrual phase, which is when you have your period, it's really the time to like rest and reflect on things that you've, um, completed in the past. Right. And then once your period is over, you move into your follicular phase. And this is more of like a brainstorming type of phase, a, um, what can we do collaborate with people type of thing. Right. And then ovulatory phase is even more collaboration with people. And like, let's actually figure out how this is going to work. Let's have meetings. Let's do things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then luteal phase is more, okay, now we got to actually get the stuff done. Right. Let's do Mm -hmm. it. Let's complete all of the things, have longer work sessions. Maybe you're by yourself, right. We're not collaborating as much. Um, and then we get back to that menstrual phase and we reflect and we rest and reflect. Mm, That's really interesting. That's so interesting. I've never heard it in such a way that you can like, I'm literally as you're talking, I'm picturing a Google calendar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm picturing how you schedule your month so that you're like, okay, this week, I know I'm gonna need this, then I'm gonna need this like you can it's it all goes back to that concept of knowing this information about circadian, infraradian, knowledge is power, right? We know yeah. that. And this knowledge is empowering. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, for me at least, the narrative that I um, took on from being a young girl learning about my period specifically. Um, and then we can move on from this because we want to save it for our longer in-depth <laughs> episodes. But my period, the narrative that I took on was kind of like this looming dark cloud that was coming, right? It was going to suck. It was going to be painful. It was going to be awful is going to be embarrassing, right? Like hide the tampon when you go to the bathroom. And it was not something that I um, embraced in any way, shape or form. It was just a, oh, this sucks. I have to deal with it. And here we are. I would like to switch that narrative now for myself, other women around me, and especially young girls. Um, Being a school psychologist, I hope that one day I can start to implement things in my own district and beyond that help to create a different culture around that and help us to empower taking care of our bodies in every single aspect. Boys, girls, everyone should feel that. Um, And specifically around cycles of any kind, I think it's important. Yes, absolutely. It is so important. And I agree with you. And now being, I coach um, middle school soccer. So being in the school system too, it's like, okay, how can I help these girls in a way that I wish I was helped? You know, like how can I just teach them something new every day? And it's so important. And um, I think we can do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no reason why we shouldn't. So we will. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) What do you think? Do you think that was it? I really like that episode. That was a nice overview of both um, topics that I think are really interesting and not talked about a ton, at least in everyday life. I know there's tons of podcasts on these topics, but not in everyday life. We don't really give any credit to these two cycles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They the are. rhythms, I should say. Yeah, the circadian rhythm is, you know, it's kind of thrown around. Like we're like, oh yeah, circadian rhythm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, but we do you- don't. 
Oh, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Do you it's feel okay. like it? I feel like the only time I hear it mentioned is when it's um like they need that afternoon espresso. I feel like people between like 2 and 4 p.m. They're like, okay, circadian rhythms. Like that's the only time I ever really heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, And it's really like, let's take it to the next level and actually learn about it, learn how it's supposed to go, and then take steps to, you know, have our bodies function in the way that they're supposed to function, right? Because mm-hmm. it's amazing when we actually feel good, you know, know. like I love it's, that. it's our choice, whether we um, live in a way that makes us feel good or makes us not feel good. And both of them are equally hard right? Mm -hmm. Like sitting on the couch and not doing anything for yourself is just as hard as exercising because you Mm -hmm. feel sluggish, you feel tired, you feel crappy about yourself. That's hard to live with. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking the time to learn and, um, improve our lives, even if it's just a little bit every day, that's also hard, but so much more rewarding. Sure. Great point. I've been thinking about the right kind of hard a lot lately, actually. Yeah. The right kind of hard. I like that. That's a nice Mm -hmm. phrase. Me too. Um, but yeah, I hope that this was helpful. And like we said, we'll be digging into, um, the menstrual cycle so much deeper. I'm so Um, excited. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've been like ramping up for this for a while. It's one of, it's something that we're both, I was never as passionate about it until I started learning, I think a lot from you, Maggie. So I'm really excited to dive into that. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. What do they say? Rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. If this was valuable to you or you just enjoyed our conversation, please share it with a friend that helps our show grow. And we are so grateful for that. Um, And we will catch you next week. Bye guys. Bye.